Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Michaela Johnson, welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. I'm glad to be on the show. It's glad to him. I'm glad to have you here. So uh, I'm glad that you're glad to be here. That's always a good place There's to start. All sorts of glad happening. This the, is a good start. There really, there really, really is. So uh, this show is all about talking about the good, the bad, and the gritty of the startup world and what your experience has been in that. And we're, we'll get to that in a, in a couple minutes here. But first, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit about you and how cool you are. Okay. Well, so we can go way back. I grew up in a 27 foot fifth wheel with no running water and no electricity in the rural Sierra Nevadas before hashtag van life was cool. And I learned a whole lot about grit and resiliency. The first time I shaved my legs was actually in a Creek called an irrigation ditch and it's snow melt, literally snow melt. So that and a 25 cent disposable razor that my dad gave me super good combo. Um, so this was my introduction to the world. I then went on to have a fancy dancy marketing career and learned about the psychology of people and decided that doing psychology would actually be a better ending to that start. So then got a master's degree in psychology, became a psychotherapist, wrote and published a couple books, started a happiness podcast, and just shut that down after 150 episodes because I realized the rainbows and butterflies and cotton candy and all those things just wasn't working anymore. People needed to tap into something different. They needed to switch their mind um, from a fixed mindset to a growth-oriented mindset. And so the new podcast is actually shattering all the narratives of this idea that we can obtain happiness through a gratefulness practice and uh, mindfulness meditation and taking a look at what we actually really need to do, which is tap into an intrinsic, inherent, deep space of grit and resiliency to overcome adversity and find happiness. And what's the name of the new show? But why? I love it. But why? <laughs> so I was that kid. I was that kid that like my mom would that's just every say, kid. that's because, and I'm like, right. no, but why? <laughs> right. Why? Why? That was like the toughest part of parenting. I raised my daughter on my own. It was like, if you ask one more, why one more time, we're going to have a problem. Okay. Say what? Give her the same Samuel Jackson Pulp Fiction. Say why again, kid. Say, I dare you. I double dog dare you. <laughs> well, we're remaining curious. And that seems to be a, a positive trend uh, as in, in adulthood is remaining curious. I constantly tell my, my daughter that too. realize that we don't know much and stay curious. And that provides a, a, a tremendous amount of freedom uh, in, in life. So, so how's the transition going to take place as far as 150 episodes? That's no, you know, that's no, well, we tried a podcast for a little while and that was that, that that's a pretty solid run of, of a show. So what, what does that look like? Is your audience eager for the new show or, or is it just completely start with a blank break blanks blank? Page. There we go. You we're know, using full they were, sentences. They were surprisingly excited. I think they didn't know what to expect because they'd seen my transition over the course of the pandemic and how my tone kind of shifted to this space of uh, buck up and no more woe is me. We're moving on from that and we're going to find the silver lining. Either you're going to survive or you're going to thrive. Which which side of this do you want to be on? You know. Um, and so they were excited about it. My first episode is why resolutions are a waste of time. Uh, my second episode is, you know, why feminism led to the, the complete abolishment of the mama bear instinct. And so they're really fun, like diving into just a different way of looking at things. You know, we've had these kind of narratives that we've just been going along with, and we've all been living some sort of like lukewarm life, you know? 
If we were unhappy, we went to happy hour with our friends. Suddenly happy hour isn't a thing because it's closed or, you know, et cetera. So everybody kind of had to take a look at the way they were living their lives and start asking themselves like, but why was I doing that? You know, why was I in this job? Why was I married to this person that I absolutely can't stand for 15 years <laughs> or whatever it might've been. So, you know, it's, um, everybody was excited. The feedback's been really awesome so far. It sounds like it. So is this all an effort to really get to the bottom and the root cause of unhappiness with people and be able to help people better understand what's possible with, I always like to say happiness is a destination. It's also a choice. I think that's a Kenny Chesney well, song. And, and it's a constant reset, right? There's always someone who's trying to steal your happy factor. Even if it's a jerk that cut you off on the way to work, that made you miss the stoplight, that made you late. That guy just did that, you know? And so what are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with it? And so it definitely stemmed from that space of you know, after I had so many fantastic interview experiences with incredible, you know, New York Times bestselling authors, celebrities from all over the world. And I just got to this point where I was finding myself going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. And when I got to that space, I realized, you know, it's time for me to make a move. It's time for me to make a shift. It's time for me to make a change. And I think that, you know, when we have um, a level of comfort in what we're doing, we're not motivated to change something. So from discomfort is where the greatest change comes from in our lives. And I found myself being just kind of very blase. And so it was time to rock the boat a little bit and do a calculated risk assessment and make a move. I love that. I immediately think of the quote, or maybe it's a meme. I don't know. Who knows or these both. days? Maybe D all the above, exactly. <laughs> it says, are you happy? Or are you just really comfortable? It's exactly. Yeah. Yes, this is exactly it. I mean, the human brain is just hard wired that way, right? So every great thing that humans have ever done, it's because they were like, huh, well, this isn't very cool. I'm kind of over that. And then they wanted to do something different. So like, I'm kind of tired of having to light a candle every night. Let's invent electricity. You know, let's invent the light bulb. You know, I'm tired of having to saddle up my horse every time I want to go somewhere. Let's invent a car, you know, whatever it might be. I'm tired of um, having bread that's not very crispy and crunchy and yummy and having to cook it over the stove. So I'm going to invent a toaster, whatever, you know? Sure. So has the podcast been the main focus of the business and the brand and what you're doing? I know you're, you're, no, you're writing no. books too. I, I've got a, I've got a new book. I'm, I'm actually right in the middle of penning it. And uh, last week I got my, my pilot's license. The FAA gave me the permission to get to fly now, which is exciting. So Let's I'm go. working on a growth oriented mindset book at a time when I went through literally the like biggest growth in my personal life. So it was really exciting. Um, and that book is due out in fall of 2022. And it's a workbook to take people from a very fixed mindset of like, life is happening to me. Um, this is the way it is. You know, I can't change kind of thoughts and, and push you into a space of yes, you can. And not only that, but you have an obligation to do so. That's your job in the world, right? Is to continually grow and change and improve. I don't think a lot of people understand that though. They don't understand that that's really our responsibility. And the more we do that, the more other people around us that we care about and don't even know start to do that. And we don't have to do anything. And I don't think people well, understand that. No one wants to be left behind, but, but misery does love company. So, so somebody has to make the change, right? Somebody has to step outside of this kind of humdrum scenario that you've been living in. And when you do that, you start to elevate the people around you for sure, because they don't want to be left behind. Not at all. 
and some you know some just may and that's just the way that the the the, the, the cookie crumbles i was looking i was snooping around on your website before the interview and under the on the about section it said i believe the key to living a happy life is learning how to speak your truth with grace, you hear that, listeners. With grace, that's a major key in life, and live courage and live a courageous life of authenticity. This requires checking in with yourself often. Another key word, and exploring old patterns that aren't serving you anymore. In your opinion, does someone have to arrive at realizing that the old patterns aren't working anymore, or is it a book, or is it a podcast, or is it a keynote, or is it a coaching session, or is it a random conversation with a stranger? How do you how do you feel people arrive at that? I, I know how I did. I was extremely resistant, even though I know I needed to do it. Um, I'm yeah. like I'm not. I'm the guy that walks out of personal. Well, I used to. I'm pretty mature now. Just ask me. <laughs> I used to walk out of, you know, they're like, hey, listen, if you don't want to be here, let us know by lunch and we'll give you your money back and you can go. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I walked out of the landmark forum a couple of times. Like I was that guy, but the resistance is real when it's time to go yeah. in. Uh, Cause it's messy in there, but you know, the only way out is through, right? Yes. My experience as a psychotherapist is that people face plant. Like, I don't know if you've seen that meme of the person that like tumbles down the hill and then they're like, I'm good. I got <laughs> that, that is my experience of how most people arrive to the space of change. Like they literally face plant there. They come in hot. Like, and that's my personal experience too. Last year, sometime I literally tripped off of a retaining wall and like face planted on the concrete. And I was like, huh, time to do some things differently. And then I decided to get my pilot's license. <laughs> But there's a little bit of good and something. Well, it's, it's, a, it's often a wake up call. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I cut my finger on something stupid. I think I cut my finger on a Tupperware one time. I don't even know how that's possible in the kitchen. I don't care what it was. What was it the other, I did something the other day and I'm like, that, instead of saying that was so stupid, I stop and I tell myself, oh, I know what it was. I was trying not to be that guy on the airplane that's taking a little bit longer to get the to get your carry on in the overhead bin and get oh, yeah. situated on here. Yeah. I like to expedite that process because, you know, be the example. So I immediately take my carry on and I shove the handle down. You know, it kind of collapses and I oh, caught oh, my pinky oh. in there. And then Ugh. there was a pilot flying behind me, sitting behind me. And he, he leans over as if I'm in excruciating pain. And he's like, <laughs> that happened to me last week. It hurts so so bad, doesn't it? And I'm like, thanks for the reminder, Captain Obvious, literally Captain, (laughs) Captain Obvious. But I sat there and I thought, what else does this mean? There's a lot of freedom in that question. When we ask ourselves that too, like what else, what else does this mean? And it just simply means that just another great indicator to just slow down. Slow Um, down. Absolutely. You know, what's funny is I think that it's one of the most challenging things that we have to do is create space between emotion and reaction, right? So like create that little extra space where you can take that deep breath and not take that person out at the knees that's taking forever and just be like, I'm good. I've got this. You know, I think, I think that those of us that can figure out how to do that create so much more peace and contentment in our lives. Yeah. Meditation taking time, going in, getting on the mat, as I like to refer to it as yeah. anytime yeah. something that, 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 that that's awareness provides that the more and more, the more and more aware we become in my experience, it provides that, which also creates that margin of react versus respond, which is a tricky, tricky, slippery slope there. Well, And that's the grace piece, right? Is, uh, you know, sending grace just in case, cause you never know, you never know what that person's going through that day. 
Absolutely. So do you work with clients one-on-one or are you doing, do you have like a group or do you have like a community that you're, that you're serving in addition to the content you're doing? Yeah. So I work for the Couples Institute of San Francisco. That's a new gig in addition to my private practice. So I primarily work with couples and I'm helping them, you know, learn how to communicate better, set better boundaries and really slow down. That's what couples counseling is all about. Everybody is so busy formulating their response to what their partner is saying that they don't take that second to really listen, validate and acknowledge where we will give a perfect stranger that we won't give it to our spouse or partner. So that's, uh, that's the work that I do on the daily, the one that pays the bills. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm as single as it gets, but I've been in a relationship before and I always, I've experienced, I've experienced, <laughs> I've been, thing. been many, a real, I traded, I tried it a couple of times. I don't know. Singles, the new trend these days. I'm sticking with it oh, for now, for now, uh, you know? all my, all my married friends are envious of my freedom. I'm like, I don't know if I want to give uh-huh. this up or not. So, uh, to be, to be, <laughs> like, to, I'm having cereal for dinner. Yes. Like at the sink, standing up. <laughs> Right. Out of a Tupperware bowl with a wooden spoon. Do not judge my journey. Stop. (laughs) Absolutely. So the book's coming out in, uh, did you say the spring? Or fall. Fall of 2022. It takes, you know, they, there's so many people. And yeah. that always surprises me about, and, and not to not to say anything negative uh, about my publisher, because they are freaking amazing and their process is incredible. Absolutely adore them. But what I find very interesting with businesses in general is there's like people that manage the people who manage the people. You know what I mean? Like how, how many people are, it's so funny to me. Lots I'm of layers. I'm a manager for two people who manage another project with three people. And then I'm like, so who's doing the work? <laughs> who's the one actually doing the thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there, yeah, there's several layers there. It does take, it does take a village, uh, to, a village. to, really to get a book, to yeah. get a book done. It, it, it most uh, definitely does. Well, if you're listening to this conversation right now, you're thinking, holy cow, Michaela's my people. I need to get my hands on this book. You're going to definitely be able to do that. All of her links to be able to follow her and stay in touch with her are going to be available in the description of this podcast episode. The book, which is a workbook. We're doing the work here, ladies and gentlemen. Growth (laughs) Mindset Workbook for Adults. Empowering insights and exercises to turn challenges into opportunities and achieve your full potential. I mean, who doesn't want that? Well, some people, I guess, but that sounds pretty appetizing to me. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. This has been a fantastic conversation and people can go to beyoufindhappy.com, B-E-Y-O-U, findhappy.com. I absolutely love that. If you want to find happy, that's exactly where you need to go. And you also need to pick up a copy of the book when it drops later on this year. So make sure you're following uh, Michaela uh, for all updates and, and, and all of her adventures uh, to come. So, well, I love, I love what you got going on. I mean, when it comes to happy and it comes to helping people out, it helps and it comes to helping people get to where they want to be. Um, I'm always an advocate for that. I mean, that's what we all are here for, for this Thing we like to refer to as the human experience is to be able to yes. maximize it and get the most out of it. So any, any final thoughts, uh, b- b- before we leave here for our audience on happiness and, and, and contentment and the journey. I think uh, there's no better time than now when the world's been flipped upside down to step out of your lukewarm life and create the life that you really want to have. And um, stop with the goals, stop with the goals and start with the experiences, you know? So what do you want to experience in this life? What do you want to experience in this year? And when you tackle things that way, you're going to have a lot less failure and a whole lot more success. 
You heard that right there, ladies and gentlemen. You, what you can do is you can hit like f- the 15 second rewind. It'll play that all over again. And you can listen to that again and you can listen to it tomorrow morning, because if that's not a great uh, optimistic outlook, a realistic one, too. I mean, if that if, if, you, if you don't if your palms don't get a little sweaty when you hear lukewarm life, I know I am. I'm like, there's no way that we're doing lukewarm here. Uh, then, uh, then that's polar a- plunge it. Just polar plunge it. I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet. I'm still, I'm still working through the uh, last oh. couple minutes of the cold shower. I like not an entire cold shower. We're working it up to that. I'm like the last that's couple right. minutes. You're a Miami boy. I go all the way to cold for for 60 seconds and I scream at the top of my lungs. I am committed to the work for the right. Yeah, that that and then after that, I say I'm committed to the work for the rest of my life. And some days I have to say, great, Sebastian, what is that work consist of? So it's always that constant reminder here and there. I love it. Love it. Well, what a fun conversation, uh, Michaela. Thanks so much for your time and for being on the show here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to tell great stories of great humans doing incredible things uh, in the world of startup. Good luck with the book. And we'll have to have you back on the show when the book drops. Would love to. Thanks so much. Take care. Have an awesome, warm day. You do the same thing. <laughs> Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends.